Hello, and welcome to Caverncast. It's a very windy day, I'm not going to lie. I was I was a bit rockabye baby this morning, for real. Um, it's not as bad as the other morning I woke up in pretty much a hurricane, but um, this is uh, this is kind of close. Um, so I'm going to do what I can to keep as much of the wind out as possible because you know well a wind can sound really nice when you're inside somewhere and you can hear it outside and you're all cozy um same with the rain but rain kind of transfers well onto audio wind not so much (laughs) yeah it's not it's not the greatest of sounds in the world but you know I'm not going to fight nature. I'm not going to get angry at nature. I'm not going to I'm not going to have any kind of reaction, man. Nature's just doing its thing. I'm just doing mine. We can coexist. We find ways and means. It's all good. It's all good, man. I've been skating. I've been skating again. Bought myself some pads this time. Um for the first time in my life I bought pads. Just because I have a few more responsibilities now, do you know what I mean? Um, so I have like wrist guards so I don't break my wrists and, you know, because when I, I've been, like I said before, I've been bitten by the skateboarding bug and every time I start to skate again, I, I start to go hard without realizing it. So, um, yeah, I'm just being kind of smart this time because, you know, if I break my wrist, I can't edit these for you. And we can't have that. So I hope you're well. I hope you've had a good week. Um, My week's been hella busy. Um, I've been working like 15 hour days this week. It's been crazy. I haven't done that in a minute. But I'm feeling good. It's good to get up like really early in the morning. And I don't know, you just feel really productive. You know, definitely feeling tired as hell, but, but good. A good tide, like a productive tide, is good. And living in the van is cool because it means I don't have to commute, which is great. Um, all these little things, man, start building up and realizing what is, um, what's an advantage. And then what's a disadvantage because my nose gets cold at night. Um, I ain't gonna lie. I, like, I know my nose looks like a ski slope. I don't want it to feel like a ski slope as well. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we've got some cool words this week. Uh, if you haven't hung out before, how this works is I take a random word generator and I generate five random words and then I just talk about them. So if that's cool with you, I'm going to do that and you can chill, sleep, uh, cook, skate. If you want, I mean, I, t- I, I doubt you'll be skating. But you never know. Rollerblading, maybe. Roller skating. I'd quite like to go roller skating. It looks so fun, man. It looks so, like, easy breezy. Like, the same kind of freedom with skateboarding, but you can just, just, like, vibe and dance around way more while you're doing it. That's cool, man. So the first word is chimney. Chin chim chiru. Chin chim? Chim chim. 
not by the hairs of my chinny chin chin. Um, chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim chiru. Welcome to Cavern Coast. It's nice to see you. See, I could ride for Disney, don't worry about it. Chimney. I remember getting a load of soot in my face from a chimney once. I did that kid thing of uh, finding a real fireplace and sticking my head up it to see if anything was in there. Like, I don't know what I was expecting. I think it may have been after I watched Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets for the first time. <laughs> Thinking, yeah, yeah, flu pad is a thing. No, just soot. Just soot. Sooty, soot, soot. How oh, do you remember sooty and sweep? And Sue. Sooty, sweep and Sue. Bro, what a TV show, man. Um, yeah, I came out of that chimney looking like a, like a mad professor from... Uh, oh, no, that's not the image that's in my head, actually. The image in my head is uh, Beauty and the Beast. Like the OG Beauty and the Beast, not the uh, not the remake, and uh, and Belle's father, Maurice, crazy old Maurice, uh, blows up his invention right at the beginning and, and and gets all the soot all over his face. I didn't have like the barrel around my waist and my and my pants on show though, so there's that. Well, when I was younger, to be fair, the the emo skater that I was had his trousers around his. There yeah, nine out of ten days of the week. Should we try that again? Six out of seven days of the week. Cool. Uh wow. Super like six point five days six point nine. Six point nine days, let's just be honest. Point one was like when I was in the bath. Found a pigeon in our chimney once though. I remember that. Uh it wasn't Scottish, as far as I know. Well, it could have been, to be fair. But I don't know, it had, um, it had unalived, so I'm not really sure. Couldn't speak. Let's say it wasn't, because if it was, it definitely would have let let us know that it was in there <laughs> before it unalived. Hello, I'm stuck. Get me out. I'm in your chimney. I'm flapping, but it's not helping. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a chimney, right, is an architectural ventilation structure made of masonry, clay, or metal that isolates hot, toxic, my type, exhausts, <laughs> um, exhaust gases or smoke produced by a boiler, stove, furnace, incinerator, or fireplace from human living areas. Chimneys are typically vertical uh, or as near to or as near as possible to vertical to ensure that the gases flow smoothly, drawing air into the combustion in what is known as the stack or chimney effect. The space inside a chimney is called the flue. Chimneys are adjacent to large industrial refineries, fossil fuel combustion facilities, or part of buildings, steam locomotives, and ships. Locomotives. I love the word locomotive. 
You guys seen that guy on TikTok, Francis, who's like mad about trains? Oh my God, man. Dude brings me pure joy. Swear down. I think he's one, he's one of my, he's like in my top three favorite TikTok accounts, I swear to God. Industrial chimney use dates to the Romans, who drew smoke from their bakeries with tubes embedded into the walls. However, domestic chimneys first appeared in large dwellings in northern Europe in the 12th century. The earliest extant, extant example of an English chimney is at the keep of Conisborough. Conisborough? Conisborough. Castle. Conisborough Castle in Yorkshire, which dates from 1185 AD. However, they did not become common in houses until the 16th and 17th centuries. Smoke ovens, which are, oh no, 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 smoke hoods, were an early method of collecting the smoke into a chimney. See image. Well, that doesn't work here, does it? Uh, another, another, another step in, what's that? That's the Simpsons, isn't it? Hello, I'm Homer Simpson. Next card. Um, another step in the development of chimneys was the use of built-in ovens which allowed the household to bake at home. Industrial chimneys became common in the late 18th century. Knowing these facts is starting to become interesting, you know. Like I, I had a very good conversation about bioluminescence the other day. Um, I also talked about the world's largest puzzle. Uh, I had a very interesting conversation with a sword maker about different types of swords. It's crazy, man. I really like it. Is this education? Um, I know they only had like so much time, but I find it interesting that in school, they, like they never really taught us how to, how to learn. Like they taught us what to learn, but not how to does that make sense like okay yeah like the basics they taught us but i don't know man i feel like you should probably get taught a little bit more than the basics if if, if that's what you're going to be doing um is is learning like if you're going to be learning all day and what i what i mean by how to learn is is to figure out how best you learn and what type of learner you are and, and, and the best ways to accommodate that. Does that make sense? I just feel that was kind of brushed over. Anyway, so harbors, right? Next word, harbors. I love the smell of harbors. I also like the smell of petrol. Um, I'm just different, okay? I'm just built different. I know it's weird. I know I'm weird. Are there any weird smells you like? Like I always say, people are weird. As long as you're not hurting anyone else or yourself, you do you, man. It's all good. Um, but yeah, I like the harbory smell. I associate it with seagulls, I think. I like being in fishing towns on the coast. I haven't spent too much time in them, but the memories I do have are, are, are pretty vivid. Um, there's a, I just bit my tongue. specific vibe around places like that. Um, I had to take my tongue bar out recently and I started talking with a lisp again. It was really weird. 
the harbour is an area of the sea at the coast which is partly enclosed there we go it's better by land or strong walls so the boats can be left there safely if you harbour an emotion thought or secret you have it in your mind over a long period of time interesting paraphrasing there google thank you very much it's true though isn't it i, I didn't even think of that bit um harboring emotions harboring fugitives also have you ever harbored a fugitive mm, thought i'd catch you out there um harbor is also one of those words that's uh, it's got an o-u in it like h-a-r-b-o-u-r uh, in the, but that's in the UK and in in America it's just an O. <laughs> Other words do this in America as well. Why do you do this, America? Um, why? In fact, why do you do this, America? Let's find out. These words are among the reforms, reforms, reforms introduced by noah webster in his dictionary oh like is that miriam webster is he the webster from miriam webster with a view towards a simplifying the spelling and b creating a distinct american english so you want to be lazy and different <laughs> the root forms of many of these words indeed lack the u that's like me i like the u because you is all i need did that work? Did that work? Are you in interested? Would that work on you? Um, for example, Latin color, Italian favorito. So that may have been uh, another motivation of his as well. So these forms prevailed in the United States while the rest of the English speaking world <laughs> kept the original spellings. Y'all just gotta be different. Oh, Noah. Sorry, man. You know what? You do you. You do you, bruh. You know what other harbor I like? I like David Harbor. David Harbor, man. I want to give that man a hug. Actually, no. Scratch that. I want to be hugged by that man. Big difference. He's he's like a... What's, what, what am I looking for? He, what's, the, uh, what's the noun I'm looking for? He's like a blanket of a man. You know what I mean? God damn, dude. I'm also very excited for Stranger Things season four, I'm not gonna lie. Um, every season, every season I binged the hell out of it. Like I watched it just straight through, man. Just straight through, beginning to end. Bossed it. They did a, uh, they did a secret cinema version of Stranger Things, if I remember rightly. It looked awesome. I actually haven't been to any secret cinemas. Um, if you don't know, over in the UK, um, I don't know if they have them anywhere else. They might do, but uh, Secret Cinema is like an event where they they build like an immersive experience around whatever the cinema is playing, and you dress up, and there's like actors there as the characters, and not like the OG actors or anything, but like look all look all likes, look alikes. Um, anyway, it's awesome. They've done like James Bond ones, Jurassic Park, Moulin Rouge, uh, Rocky Horror, I think. Yeah, they've done loads. 
Uh, and I definitely have to go at some point. That's my kind of jam. When's the next one? What is the next one? Oh, Ghostbusters. Nice. That'd be sick. Oh, also, there is one opening in LA, too. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense if it's LA. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cool. Um, The next word. The next word of today is salt. Salt, salt, salt. Salty salt. Salt and pepper. Ah, push it. But bushy real good. Ah, push it. But bushy real good. You feeling that? I really want to go to those salt flats. Like the, you know, like the the massive, wide open, like vast spaces that are just like salt that you can walk on. Um, They have them in, where do they have them? Utah? Utah? I think they have them in other places. I imagine they have them in, in other places as well, but I, I think I heard about the Utah ones. I think I saw Lindsay Sterling do a music video there. I could be making that up in my head completely, but either way, Lindsay Sterling is wonderful, so do check her out if you haven't already. Okay, let's get sciencey because I've never got sciencey about salt. Salt is a mineral composed primarily of sodium chloride, a chemical compound belonging to the larger class of salts. Salt in the form of a natural crystalline mineral is known as rock salt or halite. Oh, okay. I'm already learning. Salt is present in vast quantities of seawater. The open ocean has about 35 grams or 1.2 ounces of solids per liter of seawater. A saline, a salinity, salinity, salinity of 3.5%. Is that a lot? I, I don't know. Uh, salt is essential for life in general. And saltiness is one of the basic... <laughs> Bruh. It says, it says saltiness is one of the basic human tastes, but I thought it said saltiness is one of the basic human states. It's a basic human state to be salty as hell. Ah, <laughs> uh, my bad, my bad. You are allowed to be salty. It's a basic human state. Ah, oh, brilliant. Um, okay, it's one of the basic human tastes. Salt is one of the oldest and most ubiquitous food seasonings, and salting is an important method of food preservation. Some of the earliest evidence of salt processing dates to around 6,000 BC, bro, that is long ago, uh, when people living in the area of present-day Romania boiled spring water to extract salts. Salt works in China dates to approximately the same period. Salt was also prized by the ancient Hebrews, the Greeks, the Romans, the Byzantines, the Hittites, Egyptians, and the Indians. Have you ever seen the, have you ever seen in the entire history of the world, I guess? Like the video is literally called The Entire History of the World, I guess. Please go and watch it if you haven't already. Oh my God, it's a trip. Um... 
So it became an important article of trade and was transported by boat across the Mediterranean Sea um, along specially built salt roads and across the Sahara, Sahara, Sahara not the Sahara, Cav, the Sahara, uh, on camel caravans, or caramel caravans. I don't know what my mind's doing today. The scarcity and universal need for salt have led nations to go to war over it and use it to raise tax revenues. Salt is used in religious ceremonies and has other cultural and traditional significance. Yeah, it's a meme. Salt Bay. So, yeah. Salt is processed from salt mines and by the evaporation of seawater to get sea salt and mineral rich mineral rich spring water in shallow pools its major industrial products are caustic soda caustic 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 soda and chlorine chlorine oh my god why can't i pronounce words today make a choice my guy uh, and chlorine chlorine Salt is used in many industrial processes, including the manufacture of polyvinyl chloride, plastics, paper pulp, and many other products. Of the annual global production of around 200 million tons of salt, about 6% is used for human consumption. Other uses include water conditioning processes, de-icing highways, and agricultural use. Edible salt is sold in forms such as sea salt and table salt, which usually contains an anti-caking agent and may be iodized to prevent iodine deficiency, as well as its use in cooking and at the table. Salt is present in many processed foods. There is more salt in animal tissues such as meat, blood and milk than in plant tissues. Nomads who subsist on their flocks and herds do not eat salt with their food, but agriculturalists, feeding mainly on cereals and vegetable matter, Weetabix and mushy peas, uh, need to supplement their diet with salt. With the spread of civilization, salt become, became one of the world's main trading commodities. It was of high value to the ancient Hebrews, the Greeks, the Romans, the Byzantines, the Hittites, and other peoples of antiquity. In the Middle East, salt was used to ceremonially seal an, a, 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 an agreement, and the ancient Hebrews made a covenant of salt with God and sprinkled salt on their offerings to show their trust in him. An ancient practice in time of war was salting the earth, scattering salt around a defeated city to prevent plant growth. That's rubbing salt in the wound. Oh my God. Oh my God. I never made that connection. That literally just came out. Bruh. Um, the Bible tells the story of King Abimelech, who was ordered by God to do this at Shechem. Uh, and various texts claim that the Roman general Scipio Emilianus Africanus ploughed over and sowed the city of Carthage, Carthage, 
Carthage with salt after it was defeated in the Third Punic War. This is really testing my pronunciation ability. The Third Punic War was in 146 BC. That'll do. That'll do for salt, if your brain's not hurting already. Fun though. People, people get salty over salt. If anyone went to war over salt today, it'd just be one side saying to the other, Why are you so salty? Why are you so salty about it? You know what I mean? That was um, one of my less funny jokes, but I still committed to it all the same. Because you have to commit to things. Never be ambiguous. Sandcastle. Sandcastle. Sandcastles in the sand. How many, mother? Very good show. Very good show. Um, very good song. That's all I had to say on that. Man, How many, mother was so good. I need to go and watch it again. That's my next binge, I think. I prefer it over friends. I said it. I said it. I said it. Unsubscribe and follow if you want to. I stand my ground. Have you seen, have you seen some of the sculptures that people can make out of sand? You know, little seven-year-old Bertrands. <laughs> nice cute little sandcastle that came out of a nice cute plastic mould. Lovely, lovely, sure. Well done, mate. Have a participation award. Here's Vladimir's meticulously reconstructed version of Lord Templin's 18th century manor in minute, exquisite detail. Ten feet by six, down to the last pupil on the last gargoyle. And I'm, like, not exaggerating either. Like, one of the coolest ones I saw, I think it was on some beach in France somewhere, and this guy made, this guy made a massive replica of a sphinx. Loved that. Absolutely loved that. That was the first time I ever saw anything like that. And I was like, oh my God, this is possible. Is there a Guinness World Record for something like that? I feel like there must be. I met a woman the other day who was in the Guinness Book of World Records for shin kicking. That was a fascinating conversation. I was like, oh, so do you like wear pads and stuff? And she was like, nope. I was like, okay, so you wear like soft shoes and stuff? Nope. So it's just pure brutality then? Yep. Cool, 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 no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Awesome, awesome. Won't catch me doing that. Won't catch me with my shins out. Design, okay, 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 okay. Designers in Denmark have created the world's biggest sandcastle, which stands more than 69 feet tall. The creation features over 5,000 tons of sand and beats out the previous biggest sandcastle in Germany by more than 10 feet, according to Guinness World Records. The sandcastle is in Blochus, Denmark, and features local ties such as beach houses and lighthouses, windsurfing and kite surfing. To make it durable, the sandcastle is made up of 10% clay, and a layer of glue was applied. Oh, well, I could do that. If I can glue a sandcastle together, I can make the Empire State Building. Come on now. 
It was built to stand tall against the long winters or storms, though it is only expected to stand until February or March, according to The Guardian. Also, it might be gone. Man, you need to Google this. It is crazy, crazy good. It kind of looks like Hogwarts, not going to lie. Yeah, I highly recommend Googling it now. If you've got your phone, Google it now. So, in fact, no, don't. Not if you're, like, chilling or sleeping or whatever. No pressure. No pressure. But if it's convenient, have a look because, goddamn. Um, I actually, I, I didn't make too many sandcastles when I was younger. Um, like I said, I didn't uh, frequent beaches too much. But for some reason... I remember wanting to bury a book of mine for someone else to find. Why? Why would I do that? The book was called Helpful Henry. I remember it now. I don't know, maybe I wanted to try and emulate his kind nature. I have no idea. <laughs> Little five-year-old me with a good role model. Look at that. But I do remember complete and utter regret when I was in the car. I was like, oh, no, I want my book back. I don't want anyone else to have it. It's not right. It's not right. But I had to accept it. It was gone. I wonder if anyone found it. So the last word is... So the last word is eulogy, which is an interesting one. Um, a eulogy or funeral speech is a speech given at a funeral by someone who knew the person who has died. If you are asked to give one, it is an opportunity to pay tribute to the person by giving a short speech about their life and what they meant to you. Hmm. So I kind of had this idea to read out some eulogies that had nice messages in them, but hmm, it kind of feels weird reading out someone else's eulogy, if I'm honest. It just kind of feels wrong. I don't know. Um, so let me talk about what I'd say if I was reading my own eulogy. <clears throat> oh my God, I'm not dead. Oh. <laughs> stupid. That was a stupid joke. No, nah, but really though, I, I would want, um, I would want whoever gave my eulogy to be safe in the knowledge that if I'm gone, I'm chill. I'm going to just be playing Legend of Zelda in the afterlife. Maybe whooping God's ass and Mario Kart, you know. Flex my skills beyond the pearly gates and all of that. Or the devil. You know, I don't know where I'm going to go. That club upstairs might be hella exclusive, bro. And I, like, I stepped on a slug the other day. So who knows, really? Who knows? I'd like um I'd like my funeral to be banging though. That'd be good. If Slash could play a guitar solo on my coffin, that would be sick. I hope you're taking notes. Um there would be dogs just because uh probably cake. Do you want cake? Yeah, 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 cake. Uh save me a slice. Um and what else? Like, nah, dogs, dogs and food. That's it, I'm good really, that's all I need. Guitar, dogs and food. Maybe a half pipe, if Tony Hawk could be there, that'd be great. That's all, that's all that really represents me. Um, 
simple, simple dude. I'm good apart from that. So if, if you've got all that, cool. I'm going to head off. Um, if you want to just, I don't know, put some plans in motion. I'm, I'm probably not. Why am I talking about this? Like I'm going to die tomorrow. Like, God, can you imagine if I die tomorrow? Oh, touch wood. Oh, that's good. There's actually a lot of wood in my van. It's all wood. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go though. I am going to go and I wish you well. I hope you enjoyed hanging out. hope you're feeling a bit more chill than when we started. Whatever you're doing. I am going back up to Scotland next week. So the next episode will be from there. And uh, maybe more pigeons, more flies, who knows? Anyway, all my socials and everything you can find at Kevin Kingston. If you want bonus episodes, Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Kevin Kingston. Bonus episodes available at all tiers. Cool. All right. I'll speak to you soon. If you've got time and you want to leave a review, go for it. I'd appreciate it. But apart from that, take care. All right. Bye.